Welcome back into Cougar Tracks here on KSL, kslsports.com and KSL News Radio, your legacy home of the BYU Cougars. I've been enjoying these conversations, getting to know the 2024 recruiting class. And whenever you're talking BYU football, you're always focusing on the quarterback position. And BYU's quarterback that's going to be joining the program in 2024 is Noah Lugo from Texas, and he joins me now. And Noah, looking forward to chatting, man. Yes, sir. I can't wait. Can't wait. So tell me, you just took a visit to BYU last week, BYU-Cincinnati game. Your thoughts of the game day experience in Provo? It was actually my official, so I really wanted to set it up to where that it would be the first game in the Big 12 history I got to see, see the environment, see how the fans interacted. It's crazy because I've been to a lot of collegiate football games, and you have you know 70,000 people, 60,000 people in the stands. That really half of them are participating, but the Cougar Nation, they just knew what was happening in every part of the game. They had chance for everything. They were just it was just a great a great scene to see and a great set to know that, the, that I could be playing in front of that. So So take us through the, the official visit weekend then. Did you get to stay at the the Marriott to get it all loaded with all the treats, the goodies for you on the on the hotel bed, all that? <laughs> yeah. So I basically, you know, I'm not a huge sweets person, so I like a few candies here and there. But they loaded it up with Gatorade, stuff like that, Powerade, because that's their sponsor. Um, it was sweet. You know, I got to stay in the team hotel, got to hang out with some of my future teammates, got to know them a little bit more, went to Top Golf, and then uh, went through normal game prep with the team just to see how it all is. Uh, yeah, pretty much it. And then obviously got to see the game, had a great time. And yeah. You know, that. That's an interesting, uh, uh, you know, tidbit because I think typically so many people think official visits they think in December and it doesn't coincide with a game weekend. That had to be pretty cool to kind of see what it's like, how Aaron Roderick, how, you know, maybe Matt Mitchell, how all these coaches that are involved on the offensive side and just Kalani in general too, how they operate and get ready for a game day. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's super sweet to see because everybody regards him as the players' coach, and he really is. It's it's, it's a truly a fact. Like throughout the recruitment process, there's been coaches that I know that are kind. I'm not going to call anybody out or anything like that, but I know of coaches that are differently than they are when they're recruiting and obviously when they're coaching you. And so I know I know for a fact that he isn't like that because I have a buddy. Uh, you guys know who he is, L.J. Martin. He was a uh, originally committed to Stanford with my uh, best friend, the tight end, Jaden Platt, who's now at A&M. They both decommitted, but they were originally both set to go there in the spring with uh, Stanford. So I knew him a little bit through a couple of visits, and he's told me great things about Coach Kalani, and I see it every day, every time I'm visiting. So it's, just, it's a really great experience to know that your coach is who he is when he's there all the time and that he's a player's coach and that he respects us enough to have input and stuff like that. So it's a great sight to see. How cool has it been to see LJ Martin having the early success that he's had in his freshman season? Oh, I mean, he's probably the most humble guy I've ever met. It's it's crazy. The way that he talks to people is like he's the coolest guy in the room. You know, you you never think that he's the guy that's scoring the touchdowns on, on Saturday night. He's just a he's a nice guy, he's a good guy to know. Um, he's just super humble and it's super super sick that it's working out on the field for him. So the your recruiting process is an interesting one, Noah. You were originally committed to UTSA, and then BYU got into the mix in the summertime, at least with an official offer. 
what were your thoughts when BYU did enter the conversation for you and what was kind of running through your mind and your thoughts on BYU? So the assistant quarterbacks coach, uh, Matt Mitchell, came down to my school during spring ball, and he told me, he was like, look, like we really like you, you're on our board, uh, but our offer process is slower than most. So I took that into consideration. I, I mean, I knew that I want to make my decision during the summer because that's when official visits are probably the most hot, and that's where I get to see everything that I need to see from every school. Uh, pretty much, you know, when they, when they offered me, they were like, they're set on me. They knew their homework, which it's good that I knew that they did all their homework on me, that they truly wanted me, not just a school throwing out an offer because they needed somebody last second that they took their time to figure out if they wanted me as their future quarterback. So it really meant a lot that they came into the process late. I mean, I was at UTSA. There's nothing wrong with UTSA. I love their program, love their coaches. But at the same time, i got to do what's best for me. And Big 12 football is where I see myself playing. And BYU had that. Their offense fits my style, having Jaron and as well as Zach Wilson in the offense. I could see myself being in those shoes. And so it just pretty much worked out from there. Well, when you bring up, you know, the, the dual threat ability of guys like Zach and Jaron, you know, you had a, a big run in your high school season this year, 97-yard run against Keller Fossil Ridge. Take us through that, and if I'm not mistaken, that was a historic run, right? Uh, yeah, so that, that broke our school record, which is 96. I mean, one yard, one yard. It was kind of funny, though, because we uh, we ended up getting a fumble recovery on a QB sneak from the other team. They fumbled it on the one. My uh, running back took it for two, so we ended up being on the uh, neg- uh, negative three-yard line. So then we were like, me and my running back were talking to the back, so we were like, someone's going to have to take it a distance. And so he, uh, he ended up calling quarterback counter, and my running back joked to me. He's like, I'll see you on the other side. And so we ended up talking about it on the sideline. It was pretty funny. So, I mean, yeah, super sweet. That's pretty cool to, to make any sort of history. And, and, you know, you're playing in 6A high school football in, in Texas, and I think for people out here in Utah, we, we always, you know, hear, like, I think we almost romanticize the, the, the TV Hollywood element of, of Texas high school football with shows like Friday Night Lights and things like that. But h- how intense and competitive is, you know, Texas high school football? You're on the front lines of it. What's, what's it like? So, I mean, week to week, you're not going to see a team without a three, four, or five star in Texas. It's just the truth. There's always going to be a kid that's going to be playing on Saturday night and probably will end up playing on Sunday. So, I mean, it's the competition's the highest it can be. I mean, you could put it up there next to Georgia, Florida, especially California with, say, John Bosco and Modern Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you could put it up there with any of those people. And I think our district is one of the most competitive districts in the country just because everybody – I'm excuse me, not the country, uh, Texas – just because everybody that's gone to the playoffs at least goes four rounds of it. So, I mean, if that doesn't say how competitive our district is, four teams out of the ten going four rounds – it's, it's hard to get in the playoffs in our district. So this year we're aiming for it, and I think we'll be able to achieve it. And I, and I ask you that too, Noel, because I think it's also probably hard to maybe, you know, you almost have to wait your time to, to crack into two deeps. Tell us about maybe your evolution to ultimately becoming a QB1 at your high school and, and just the process and time it took to, to earn that role. Uh, so basically I started off as a sophomore backup. I played a couple games at quarterback, but I was mainly a slot receiver because they still wanted to utilize me on the field. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I knew that not necessarily I wasn't going to be the starter, but they had a senior lined up that's been on varsity since he was a freshman, and he stayed his time and he played his time. And he was really successful, broke all the school records. He's a great guy. Um, 
but I knew I had to wait my turn. And as soon as junior year hit, I had weapons still. I had my tight end buddy that ended up going to A&M. And so I knew that I was going to be able to execute at a high level, especially in the run game. And I knew that they wanted me to execute in the run game as well as the pass game. But as a quarterback developing, you're always, you're always developing in one area of the game. And I'd say that area of the game is definitely passing that I need to work on. I think the rushing ability will come with it. Defense will want to take that away. But at the same time, if they want to take away your legs, they're going to open up the pass. So I think that's generally what I want to truly work on is working on my pass game. I mean, right now, my, my season percentage right now is 71%. Mm. When last year, right now around this time, it was 52, which is a really big jump. But at the same time, I kind of want to increase it because it's through five games of the season. So overall, I mean, the development of a quarterback is all over time. It takes a while to be a great. Well, that's impressive. Uh, congrats on on that big jump and, and keep that going this this fall. Do, what uh, I, I know that you know the the Friday nights in the fall are are you know a great pl- platform to to showcase the stats and, and whatnot and, and your improved play. But what, what what were you doing maybe in the spring and getting that additional working? Because being a quarterback, it, it seems like it's a it's a three sixty five day year job. I mean, yeah. So spring pretty much. Predominantly, it was weight, uh, track workouts because I ran track as well, and then quarterback training on either the weekends or on Wednesday. So I would just be just hammering, hammering training during spring. Obviously, having coaches out to come to your practices and all that helps. But it was pretty much just the development of my body as you're obviously your aging. So your strength increases, your speed increases. Track helped a lot. Uh, being a nationally ranked hurdler, it, w- it helped a lot with my speed and my recruitment. Just because when you put you put a guy on paper, we're the same size, same height, same build, and then you look, and I'm way faster than this kid. They're going to offer me because they want they want somebody that can create in the run game as well as the pass game. So it really helped to have that have that speed underneath me in this process. Do, a lot of quarterbacks, I know, just from my experience covering Zach and and Jaron, they worked with. Uh, 3D QB down in Southern California with John Beck and and even Keaton Slovis currently has worked with John a little bit. Do you have kind of a a quarterback coach that that you go to and have trusted over the years, or or is that something where you just kind of focus more with the coaches that are in your high school program and in the future in college? Uh, pretty much, it was Brad Frazier through old school quarterback in Carrollton, Texas. And he's he's a guy that trains the trains uh, excuse me trains a bunch of uh, CFL quarterbacks as well as a bunch of collegiate quarterbacks like at Michigan, Illinois, quarterbacks like those guys. Um, they come down and they get back for like spring break and then just train with them. And then I get to hang out with all these NFL quarterbacks that come down and need help with their pro days and stuff like that. So he really, he really increased my knowledge in the game, especially through reads and concepts as well as ball velocity and timing. So it really helped, really helped my arm over the offseason. Talking with Noah Lugo here on KSL Sports and KSL News Radio. Noah, I'm curious too. I and I know this is kind of a strange question to ask because you probably don't get it often when it comes to other schools. But BYU, with them being a faith-based institution, were you aware of? Are you? I guess are you LDS and were you aware of uh, kind of BYU's like being a being a faith-based institution when they started talking to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, they pointed out straight away that, that, that they wanted to know, like, is this, like, a fit for me? Because yeah. some kids, obviously, aren't really tuned into the faith. And I'm not LDS. I am Christian. And, I mean, it doesn't bother me because ball is ball. And you want to play ball at the highest level possible. 
and have the highest level of education possible, which they have my civil engineering degree. And it's just one of those things where it all matches up. It all aligns. Offense fits me perfectly. Their degree fits me perfectly. I love their coaching staff. I love their players. It just ended up working out like that. that that's impressive. And you said civil engineering. You're on your X bio. You got you got five point three GPA. Explain for us dummies out here that could barely get a three point three. Uh, how how you pull off a, a GPA like that? Uh, so basically, you take college credit courses. So I've taken, I believe, almost twelve courses, whether that would be AP or through the University of Texas, to get uh, credits that basically boost your GPA. Uh, I will probably end this semester at a five seven, just because that way I have to update that. But overall, I mean, you just gotta put the work in the classroom in order to be successful yeah. in life. That's impressive, man. Uh, you know, uh, what's the the timeline for when, like, what between now and signing day in December? What are you kind of looking to do? Are are you looking to take maybe other official visits and and, and get to see what else is out there and kind of honor the recruiting process? What's kind of running through your mind and the next steps for you? No, I'm I'm, comp- I'm completely done with the recruitment process ever since I committed to BYU. I knew there were the plays. I prayed about it. God told me where I needed to be, and I pretty much closed that book. And that's how it's, how it's going to be. Uh, I'll probably end up going out in November and December for a couple more game day visits and stuff like that, just hang out with the guys and all that before I end up going in January because I am a December grad. I was going to say that because if I'm not mistaken – I was informed that you were going to probably be a, a guy that enrolled in January. So that's got to be exciting to go in and have a chance to, to compete right away because Keenan Slovis is going to be gone after this year and go in and compete. Yes, sir. Well, Noah, I, it, last thing for you. So I typically, too, with recruiting and quarterbacks, they almost seem to be the guy that it's almost the unspoken thing where – they almost rally the, the the class together and do everything to maybe bring other guys with them. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's your deal, but have you made an effort since you committed to BYU to kind of hit up guys in this class and, and see to maybe get other, whether it be Texas guys or whoever, to come, you know, play with you at BYU? I mean, I've had, I've had a bunch of conversations with a bunch of people that are on the edge. Uh, me and my uh, – my guy, he's a Johnny. He's a corner at uh, Byron Nelson, right across our uh, school rival. Mm-hmm. He ended up committing after we had a conversation. He committed before me, but I was I was I was already committed as soon as I left the school. It was just more or less my parents talking to me about it. But it was one of those things to where that me and him had a conversation about it. He had he has Texas Tech, which is his his favorite school that he was trying to go to, and as well as Arizona State. So I had to talk him out of both of those. This is how I'm look, man. The best opportunity to play in the Big 12 is at BYU, and that's just the fact. I think BYU is going to beat Texas Tech. I think they're going to beat West Virginia, and I think that we're going to be very successful. And he was like, you know what? I agree, and he committed. And right now I'm working on – it's kind of funny. I'm working on a basketball player. He's uh, right down the street also, a uh, four-star point guard, Brooks Barr. He's, uh, he just got done with his official visit the same time I did yeah. for uh, basketball, so I'm trying to get him locked down. So. I'm sure the – the coaching staff for both Kalani football and Mark Pope and basketball appreciate your work. Well, Noah, uh, I know Cougar Nation's looking forward to to seeing you in Provo in January and the years to come. And uh, congrats on all your success and close out the, this senior year strong at, uh, for your high school. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. That's Noah Logo here on KSL and KSL News Radio.